Ooh, I love me some system disruptors. The ones that challenge the status quo and say, what if we gave it a try a different way? Hey Slay Nation, it's Heather, co-founder of So She Slays, and in this interview, I speak with founders Manuela and Renata of Alpha A, the world's largest art collective. We talk about all things art, including how they are changing the way artists are getting seen and paid. All right, so I'm here with two lovely, lovely ladies, and I want you to tell me all about yourselves and your company. Just like that. Just <laughs> like that. We're going to dive right into it. I told them, I gave them a forewarning. I was like, I don't really do intros when I do interviews. I just kind of hop into it because I'm, I'm straight to the point. Who has the time to sit here and just like dilly dally? So give it, give it to me straight. Perfect. Wait, maybe <laughs> let me, let me, let me get started then. And maybe Renata, you can follow. So I'm Manuela. Uh, I'm um, the CEO and one of the co-founders of Alpha. I started my career in finance uh, and um, kind of like gravitated towards the arts uh, because I was born into this world. So I tried to avoid it for as long as I could. Uh, my mom's an artist, my dad's an art dealer, my cousin's an art advisor, my uncle owns one of the oldest galleries in Latin America. And for a while I was like the black sheep that was like working through finance and like just being very logical. But uh, when I was reading Mark Rich's bio, King of Oil, there were so many similarities between how the oil market in the 60s operated and my knowledge of the visual arts market that I knew that there had to be a better way for, you know, uh, artists to kind of connect with uh, their, their target audience. So we started brainstorming on different ideas. And during that process, I met Renata. <laughs> And the rest is history, as we always say. <laughs> uh, well, hello, everyone. My name is Renata Tome, and I'm the other co-founder at Alpha. I'm a chief creative officer for the company. And uh, my story is quite different from Manuela's. I came, I, I grew up in a family that we used to go to museums and art galleries only when we were traveling, like a lot of people. So I wasn't that familiar with the market. But when I moved to New York City for the first time in 2011, I realized that was a passion of mine and that, that I wanted to pursue a career in the arts. So I went to do a master's at Christie's Education and I ended up working at the auction house. After that, I worked at David Zorner Gallery, which was an amazing opportunity for me to see um, some of like the like most interesting artists that we have right now, but also see a lot of uh, of the problems that the mar market has, uh, that being a uh, lack of opportunity for a lot of great talent. Uh, a lot of the art handlers and people who work as the staff for our gallery are also great, uh, great artists themselves, and they wouldn't have the same opportunities. So I think it was a little bit of that that ended up causing me to think about different ways in which we could amplify the market and uh, how to use simple technologies to make this business even better. And uh, obviously, as Manuela said, uh, we're both uh, a bit of like different minds at the time. And that was around 2014. And I think because we're two outsiders trying to break through like, and change the system, that's what uh, brought us together. So what exactly, there, there's two questions to this because what exactly is alpha? And two, you both really hit on the, on the part of 
kind of changing the way the system is. So let's describe what alpha is and then tell me what the system is and how you're changing it. Sure. Alpha is a B2B marketplace. And essentially what we do is we connect companies to visual artists. Our core business is licensing content by thousands of artists and dropshipping limited edition prints. So think of us as the white glove experience of a gallery, the speed of an online transaction, high customization and affordable pricing. Well, and there you go. You just checked so many boxes. You just did it all right there. <laughs> and I think they're very different. <laughs> second question. Um, the art, art market is a very, um, not exclusive, but like it's a very closed off market and it's very unregulated. So there is not a lot of transparency. So I think once you start becoming a part of this, you, you understand that a lot of the art galleries, collectors, and uh, the considered art experts, they're kind of dictating what happens. Like, and that doesn't matter if it's in Brazil, if it's in the US, Europe, like all over the world, that's like the same group of people who are kind of like leading the rest of like uh, us. And, uh, and I think one of the most interesting things that we did at Alpha, and that was like since the beginning, we, we wanted to create a democratic platform and uh, we wanted to kind of question uh, the idea of the expert by giving regular people like you and I, like the voice to say what they like and what they don't like. And the way that we figured to do that was through a voting platform that still exists. So if you go on the website, we have a voting session where we put up a, 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 an assortment of works and we invite the general public to go vote and say what they, what they like and what they don't like. And then from the result, we select a few fewer works to become prints uh, from our inventory. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, there's, I feel like there's several different avenues for artists to kind of make a money and revenue off of their work. So how do you go about finding these artists? There's three okay. curatorial models. Uh, as Renata explained, the first one is crowd curation. The second one is special projects. Uh, so we'll partner with independent curators. Uh, we're putting together a special project, which right now is like a passion project of mine for Burning Man. And we're working with the org and kind of like raising funds for them. And there's the third one, which kind of like mixes in with that one as well, which are campaigns around social and environmental causes. Uh, we learned uh, through an experiment that art really is a universal language and it's such a compelling tool for transformation. Uh, and so we kind of like amplified that strategy and made sure that at least once a year, we'd be partnering with an NGO uh, and uh, bringing in artists to kind of like contextualize the message. So we've done ocean conservation with Oceanic Global. Uh, we've done rainforest uh, uh, and female empowerment. And uh, we're looking to kind of like expand our messaging there as well. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like as like, I mean, I come from my immediate family are not like huge artists, but I definitely have extended family that are very big in the art world as far as ceramics goes. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's their thing, right? So my exposure to that, although is not as diverse as I would say your guys's or um, intricate, I definitely get to meet a lot of people. And I know a lot of them are 
kind of apprehensive and they're a little scared, especially like coming into this world of how, of being an artist and taking that on full time and trying to figure out how they can survive. Um, so I think you guys are providing a really great platform. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how, how do artists actually join this network of, of yours that you're creating? Renata, you want to take that since you're the lady of the artists? <laughs> That's kind of my job, and uh, and I'm from the team who works with me. But as I mentioned before, the platform is democratic, so it's open to any artist to sign up and create a profile. And uh, we do this pre-selection of works that we we crowdsource, and uh, and then they can become artists that sell prints through us. But as Manuel explained, um, once we moved the company to the US and we understood that we need to have like a more targeted approach to the styles of art and also like the regions that we wanted to work, we started creating those special projects and inviting curators to create a selection of artists and then uh, bring the selection to us. Um, which is fantastic because we get to work with amazing people uh, like in a different way. We're not competing like, and even with institutions, like uh, we do have an institution, institutional profile that galleries can also show a little bit of their work, the artists that they work with. And we're not competing with them because the product we're selling is usually completely different from what galleries are, are trying to sell. They are usually more focused on original works and our focus is additions. And, uh, and the third way, which is what Manuel explained, the, 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 the open calls around social and environmental causes. Usually we partner with schools, art residencies, like a lot of places where we consider um, to be clusters like of good talent. So like we, that's like, we, we go to them like, and we offer an opportunity opportunity we talk about a project we're doing or a campaign campaign we're trying to launch and we invite artists to apply through the platform so i know that we kind of talked about uh the lack of transparency in the art realm and how you guys are breaking the system and most system disruptors aren't always necessarily received well. <laughs> so how has this been received um, in the art world? So when we started, that's a great question because when we started, everybody thought we, was, we were completely insane. They're like, how are you gonna go fight with the galleries? And we're like, we're not gonna go fight with the galleries. We're just like implementing a new system. We're just adding opportunity. And at the end of the day, we're gonna build a bigger market, which you know is our goal. Uh, and um, you know, when we were on the B2C space, I do get it that people could see us as like a force of, of, of change that would challenge the way that the galleries do business because we were bringing in a lot more transparency. But we quickly pivoted to B2B. And um, it was maybe one of the smartest things we've ever done because uh, as anyone that has a platform knows, the sales effort on the B2C side is almost as big as the one on the B2B side, but the tickets are just so much larger, which meant that we could do so much more for the artists themselves. And when we started to like gain scale and we when we started to gain notoriety through the projects that we were involved with, um, 
we started attracting a really high caliber talent, really high caliber art advisors, as Renata was explaining, and really big galleries looking to kind of like touch on our audience, which is quite unique because uh, we work with real estate, right? At the end of the day, we're working with hotels, we're working with developers, we're working with design platforms, which, you know, are, are completely different uh, kind of animal and a completely different like uh, kind of product in itself. So I would say that, you know, it went from like shock and awe to like, oh, this is cool. We can integrate into this. I feel like this is a way for us to kind of like sell some more work. And, and, and so we've been very well received and uh, we're happy about it. And just to add up to what Manuela just said, I think another very crucial factor was COVID actually, because it really changed sure. the perspective that people had about seeing art online, like and experiencing everything online. And in the beginning, it was like, what you guys are showing art online? Like it's, a, it's an online gallery and there's a lot of prejudice about using the internet to do so. And I think with COVID, when all of the galleries had to run, like, and kind of update their websites, update their, their systems, their, their business model, you know, we're already doing that for like the past four years, uh, for more, like, like we've been operational for like, like a lot longer, but like, we, um, but it was, it was very interesting to see how like we're ahead of the curve. And when COVID hit, everyone understood what we're doing, the importance to have an online space. And that was actually crucial for us to acquire more partners because a lot of these small mid-sized galleries that did not have already the system implemented, they could use our system to continue connecting with other people, selling works. And that was kind of caused us to create this institutional profile that I mentioned before and a new line of products, which are supposed to be more high-end, which are already produced by galleries and, and uh, established artists that we're just like giving a space, a new channel for them to sell through us. And, uh, and this is like what we're calling the blue line. So it's, it's something special that is uh, new for us. That's awesome. I mean, I love being, I love system disruptors. You guys are my favorite types of people. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. I like system disruptors. Um, and because I feel like a lot of good comes from dis system disruptors, or at least a lot of self-reflection. And, you know, some of the things may not work, but some of the things definitely do work. So, and things need to be changed if they haven't in a little while, you know? Um, so just out of curiosity from the artists that you bring in and all that kind of stuff, is there certain artworks or pieces that stick out to you or that you guys know do better than others <laughs> and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we know. Uh, it's it's abstract and geometric all the day, all day, all the days, every <laughs> day. <laughs> but but that's due to the character of who is buying, right? So commercially, those works do better. But like going back to our mission, we wanted to be a platform for everyone, and we also come from the perspective that there is like the artworks are not gonna please everyone in the same way. So what Manuela, and that's like clear even within us, 
what Manuela usually likes are things that I don't like and what I like, she doesn't like. So people actually have very different tastes, even when they are very close, you know, geographically, like an age, every, everything else. So, so yes, I think like we wanted to give space for, for everyone. Yeah, we had a long conversation this morning, actually, with our UX and your, our UI team in how can we kind of like build our, our gallery page in a way that it incorporates all of the subsections in the art world so that, you know, there's a space that you can find street art, there's a space that you can find abstract, there's a space that you can dive deep in photography, or you can just like browse all female artists. Uh, we're, we're, we pride ourselves of being a, well, we're a female founding company from two girls from Latin America. So we think that we'd be pushing uh, uh, equality in this market. And we really, really are. Like we've spent a lot of time in kind of like analyzing our portfolio and we know how we compare uh, to the broader market. But uh, I know that this is something that we're going to talk about a little bit later. So I'm not going to put the, the carriage in front of the horses, like they say in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally understandable. And I think it's commendable that you are reaching out to, uh, you know, like minorities and, and, and people who don't get to be on stage and, and see their works as much. Uh, I think it's incredibly commendable, um, especially since, I mean, I hope it's not a trend, but it's definitely on the uptick of trying to bring more diversity and more um, minority voices to the stage. Uh, personally, how what does that mean to you? I'll give you some numbers. Uh, so 87% of artists represented by galleries are male. 85% are white. Uh, of Surprise. the women, <laughs> that's just like a starting point. There's about 2 million artists in the U.S. and less than a quarter of them have gallery representation. So the bottleneck is like tremendous. And of the women that are actually represented by galleries, that's about 13%. 47% of their work are discounted. They're, you know, much cheaper wow. than their male counterparts. Uh, obviously, there's a problem there, right? And there's a problem in terms of the, the distribution model as well. Like uh, last year, a, thou a thousand metric, not last year, 2019, which was the last year that, that Basel Miami happened, 1000 metric tons of carbon dioxide were generated for shipping to that fair versus 5,000 produced in a year by cars in the US. That's the size of the impact of the art industry. And so we, you know, as, as, as founders that, you know, it's just not enough to build something which is gonna be profitable. We thought of all of those things when we built out the alpha platform. Let's start with the distribution model because that's the simplest one. Uh, we always produce locally which means that we have a network of suppliers all around the world in three continents. And this allows us to import and export art without actually having to deal with logistics since everything is locally produced. This not only supports the lo local economy, but reduces the carbon footprint in over 50%. So, you know, we really, really pride ourselves in, in you know, our production model. And in order to kind of like make that feasible for collectibles, we've been using blockchain to certify our pieces since 2018. And we're now spinning off our own uh, NFT platform, which is kind of different because it is supposed to be associated to physical products so that any artist can issue a token associated to his work, know where that work is in the world and be compensated in secondary market transactions. So building generational wealth for artists, which historically were never included in secondary market transactions, which we know is where the bulk of collectors make the most of their money. 
when they buy from a gallery and go sell at auction, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that's where we're, we're kind of like touching on the income gap. What we're doing in terms of, you know, the diversity element is over 50% of our portfolio is women. And uh, the national average is about 2% of, of artists uh, represented by galleries are, are Black. Uh, we're at 7% and growing. So that's already five, four times the national average. About 40% of our portfolio is Latino. Uh, so we do walk the walk and talk the talk. And we're looking to kind of like always increase those numbers. Yeah. And one of the tools, sorry, just have one no, last keep thing. Going, keep going. <laughs> and one of the tools that we've developed for that is a platform called Alpha Connect. So every uh it, you know project that has Alpha Artworks will have a QR code in next to the piece. Uh, from that QR code, you can scan that, see more information about that piece, that artist, his connection to that city, to that neighborhood, and see video content of the artist. So actually yeah. putting a face behind whoever it is that created that. And obviously that really impacts diversity because you know you just can't have a bunch of white dudes in every building lobby or else, you know. There's in enough white dudes in a lot of building lobbies. Trust me, we don't need more. No more. Your <laughs> theory is about, I would highly recommend you watch the interview with uh, a photographer, Brazilian. His name is Rodrigo Oliveira. For me, it's still, I was running the interview on that day and that was like one of the most special moments because we've worked with Rodrigo since day one. He is um, African-American descent, uh, he, he's homosexual. There are like a lot of things. And I think just seeing his story and seeing how appreciative he was for the opportunity we gave him years ago and seeing that guy develop uh, his career and and grow so much uh, and uh, and to be able to see the individual world that exists within each one of the artists that we work with and it, I think for me personally that's like that's what makes me get out of bed every day right because just like seeing those different people, those different experiences, just I'm so grateful because it expands our own perspective of everything else that there, there's, that's the only way to go. I think looking forward for, for companies and for people, like if you want to be aligned with the future and like what a future would be like, it's just like just being open to exchange like and understand those different realities and learn from them. Uh, so yeah, I think connect is, it's a bit of this, you know, because it shows the individual world of each one of the artists that we have on the platform and how different they are. What an awesome way to like actually learn about the artists and stay connected with each other too. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard, heard of something like that. So that's friggin' awesome. <laughs> but like, that's great. Um, so words of wisdom to maybe some artists who want to push forward and try and be a part of this platform and try to get their works out there that are maybe a little nervous, maybe not quite sure. So I, I think I think we can answer that maybe together, right? Because this week we are talking a lot about culture and the culture of alpha. And, uh, and when we are doing that, we agree that we both read a book that it's so good because it's very short, but it, it, it gives, yeah, it gives um, very wise advice, like in how 
to live your life. And Manu, if you can pull pull up like the three uh, the four the, agreements, yeah, Ooh, four agreements, four agreements, like, four to, like, agreements. live your life. Yeah, yes. and I think that's like that's for everyone. It's not only for artists, but like like it just it summarizes so much. Like and it makes like you know like you live life better. Like because like one of the concepts is that you should you should not take things personally so sometimes you know like we always feel that people are telling us things and that's a personal attack like and we don't know exactly what is going on behind the scenes like what what like maybe that person had a bad day you know like and because that one person is going to tell you something that you're going to think like is the absolute truth maybe that's going to be the reason why you're going to give up like and and it's not at all you know like and again going back to people have different uh understands understandings and like different things so you should never just accept that like and, and you know and the no's are part of the process right like mm. us as founders as well the amount of no's that we have to take like they said it to, to 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 raise money it's a hundred no's for every yes and it's the same thing with any creative industry. There was a great Lady Gaga speech where she says that in, in her Oscar winning speech, she's like, it's not about uh, winning. It's about not giving up. That's how you get to where you need to get. And so don't take things personally as like in a, in a, an, an incredible one. The other one is be impeccable with your word. So be integral, say things that you mean, avoid gossip. Uh, don't make assumptions. That's another great one. Like, you know, if you have a question, just come up to someone and ask. And the fourth one is always do your best. <laughs> which is, which is a, maybe that's like the right way to end, right? Because if you're always doing your best and if you believe in yourself, uh, and I think we have a very like small understanding of the bigger picture, you know, like we see the oh, tip goodness, of the yeah. and there's so much going on. And sometimes you know, all of like the hardships I've had in my life, I think those were the points where I grew the most, like, and everything does make sense when you look back, right? And I think like God or like whatever, like you want to call it like this bigger force always has a bigger plan for us. So I think just being humble and accepting that like, maybe we don't know everything, right? Maybe like, we just like see like very very little and and yeah do, do your best and trust that it's gonna work out for the best well I don't know about you but every time I feel like I have something figured out life likes to remind me that I don't so <laughs> so I try to I try to be like I, I know it all but I definitely don't um so okay last question we always like to ask our collabs um to describe their slay. And what I mean by that is just like in a few sentences, describe how you're able to get up and do the things that you do every day. Ooh, okay, I can start. Uh, <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. Well, there's a couple of different things. One, sports. I cannot exist without endurance sports. It's like, it's my outlet. It's my meditation. It's, uh, you know, where I process a lot of things. It's where I come up with my best ideas. Uh, with you know things that need to be done it's so funny like if you see me like cycling I'm probably like pulling out my phone and making notes it's like people probably think I'm insane or texting or something but no it's just like your movement is really really powerful when it comes to processing things and when it comes to you know the human mind so for me it, it's it's central 
meditation is something that I've been trying for maybe my entire life. I was, um, I, I was diagnosed as um, hyperactive as a child, which I am, and Renata can, you know, attest to that. <laughs> to this day, I'm still hyperactive as a grown-up. Uh, and uh, I've been, you know, kind of like sent in that direction of, of meditation for such a long time. It's very hard for me. I wish I, I, I could be better at it. But yoga really helps as well. So it's kind of like finding stillness through activity for me. Awesome. I should know this better and I shouldn't have to think that hard but I think like I've had like I share with Manuela this passion for sports even though it's something that happened later on in my life but I think lately just like finding things that make me feel aligned with my purpose uh, which still not very well defined uh, but like definitely I wonder if it ever is really well defined since we're humans and we yeah. change it all the time but I think sometimes you're not going to have a full understanding but if I look back on my most recent experiences and memories I think the moments that I felt more alive were was when I was going on trips and exploring uh like but like two more inhospitable places I just went to the Amazon, like, and, and northeast of Brazil, like, and places of where, you know, I'm presented to this completely different reality and seeing how people live there and, and sharing a bit of their pain points and just thinking how, you know, to make things better, like, if, if you can ever, like, be that presumptuous, you know, but, like, how to, like, there are different realities, like, and how they sometimes live so much happier lives than we do, you know, with so little. So literally, like, my happiest memory from the recent months has been to be in the middle of the Amazon, showering, like, like in the, like, with, like, a pipe, like, you know, like, and sleeping on the floor for two weeks. Uh, and just like seeing that like we do do not need a lot of this stuff that we have around that's just fluff and uh, yeah so so I think that's something that like and thinking about more experiences like this that makes me get out of bed and like wanting to you know keep exploring that's so awesome I love that I love those things okay so how can people get in touch with you follow you submit stuff to you Follow us on Instagram, Alpha A Inc. That's that's us everywhere. That's our website as well, alphaainc.com. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out to the two of us. We're also listed on the Alpha A Inc. bio. Renata is the lady of the arts. I am more on the business side. So if you have a project, reach out to me. If you want to join as an artist, reach out to her. She'll show you the best path forward. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, have some more Slayers on the Alpha yes, Network. Yes, <laughs> Slayers, show up, represent. Uh, no, thank you so much for joining. I really liked this conversation. It was awesome. And I'm so excited that you guys are disrupting this system and bringing in some much needed change and new voices and new art because new things are awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so, so much. This has been thank you so much. great. <laughs> To read more about Alpha A, head on over to SoSheSlays.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, make sure you rate and subscribe to this podcast. Talk to you soon, Slay Nation.